I'm Danette Lowe, founder of True North Wealth Management and your host. Welcome to a fresh episode of Ready to Retire. If you're ready to live an amazing life filled with family, friends, travel, and interesting experiences, if you're starting to think about retirement, wondering if you've saved enough, and want to learn more about how everything fits together, you're in the right place. On this show, I'll tackle complicated financial topics and break them down into easy to understand concepts. Are you ready to retire? Let's go. Hello, Danette here. Thank you for tuning in. In this episode, we'll be covering step three of the three steps to planning an epic retirement. We're gonna show you how to connect your sources of income from step two and tie those together with your uses of income from step one. And this exercise is where all the magic happens. I'm the type of person who has to see the details of the plan before I can trust the plan and for anything that I put my attention to. One of the best ways to be able to retire confidently is to be able to see how the cash flows in your life all tie together. And that's what we're going to cover in this episode. Let's begin by doing a quick review of step one and step two. Step one is the fun part. This is where you can take your imagination out for a spin and literally list anything and everything you want to have be, or do in retirement. How do you want to spend your time? Who are you going to spend your time with? What do you want to learn or create or experience? Where will you live? Will you travel? And if so, how often? The more detailed picture you can paint, the easier this process becomes. Nothing is off limits here. At this stage, we're just putting the things down that we want on paper, and maybe make a vision board for retirement, daydream about it, make this exercise something fun, something you really can enjoy doing, and something you can really look forward to doing. On a side note, don't be surprised if you start to bring some of these ideas into your current reality. As you get started really getting a clear picture of something you want to have in your life, you might be surprised at how early it shows up. Let's say you want to visit the Louvre Museum in Paris. A great goal. It was the number one most visited museum last year in 2021. So if you're using the workbook, maybe you have it written down in your workbook. Maybe you've put a picture of it somewhere in a notebook. Suddenly, your company is having a conference in Paris next summer, and you get invited. That's how this all works, by having a clear idea of what it is that you want to have happen in your life, those things will begin showing up. So keep listening, and we'll show you how to connect the things that you want with the sources of income. Moving on to step two, We had you list all your potential sources of income during retirement. Sources like Social Security, pensions, your 401k or IRA, 
Maybe you're planning on doing some part-time work in retirement. Maybe you'll sell a business. Maybe you'll start a business and then sell it. Maybe you have rental income coming in or after-tax savings in a regular savings account. Now that you have a list of all your potential sources of income, it's time to start step three, putting it all together, which is a little more technical, but is really going to be a lot of fun. Because this can get so complicated, we've put together a workbook called The Three Steps to Planning an Epic Retirement. And you can download the workbook for free from our website at www.trunorthwealth.com. We'll also put a link in the description. The workbook will elaborate on all of the discussions that we've been having, and it will be a great tool to help you work through some of these exercises, especially if you're listening to this while you're exercising or while you're driving. It's not like you can just jot things down. So if you're interested in the workbook, it's available for free on our website. We'll put a link in the description. Many years ago, I heard an adage in our industry that people spend more time planning their summer vacation than they do their retirement. That always stuck with me. It's why I wanted to create this podcast to begin with. My goal is to take these complicated topics and drill down into them to simplify them and make them easier to understand. This step is where it can become incredibly complicated. You have so many variables that cover so many different time frames. You have fixed expenses, variable expenses. Then you have the potential expenses like long-term care or health-related expenses. You have the uncertainty of what rates of return will you earn and the stock market. Right now, we're experiencing a period of high inflation. And I think this is where everyone freezes and shuts down because there are just so many variables. We get overwhelmed and just stop planning altogether. Frankly, this is where a lot of people turn to a financial planner, if they haven't already, to ask for help. It's a great idea, and I obviously would recommend it. You can go online to letsmakeaplan.org. That is a website run by the CFP Association. In that section, you can find a financial planner if you're not already working with one. We'll put a link to that website in the description as well. If you go to a financial planner at this point and you've completed steps one and two, and you have a list with all your sources and uses of income already mapped out, whoever you meet with is going to be so impressed. All right, so mapping it out, connecting the dots, putting it all together. Those are some of the phrases I've used to talk about this part in the process. We are going to go over a framework for you to help you connect your sources of income with your uses of income. So here is the exercise that I'm going to have you do. I'm going to have you make a grid. It's going to have two columns. In the first column, 
you're going to write your age that is the earliest possible age that you would like to retire. For example, if you're 56 years old and you're ready to retire, yes, the name of this podcast, if you're ready to retire now, then you're going to label column one 56. In column two, you're going to list your full retirement age. That's a designation created by Social Security. Based on the year you were born, they have assigned you a full retirement age. We have prepared a chart called Will My Social Security Benefits Be Reduced? It's available on our website, and we'll put a link to it below. So if you were born between 1943 and 1954, your FRA, or full retirement age, is 66 years old. If you were born in 1955, your FRA is 66 and two months. In 1956, it's 66 and four months. In 1957, it's 66 and six months. In 1958, it's 66 and eight months. And you guessed it, in 1959, it's 66 and 10 months. If you were born in 1960 or later, then your full retirement age is 67. So based on the year you were born, the second column is going to be your Social Security designated full retirement age. Now for the rows of this grid. The rows are going to be your expected sources of income. In the episode that we did on step two, we listed, I want to say, about 13 different possible types of income in retirement. And you may have some that I didn't even think of, but you're going to go through that, use that to jog your memory or to use as a resource, and you're going to make a list of those sources of income that apply to you. And that is going to be your rows in this chart that you're making. You have a grid where you've listed the sources of income in each row, and you have two columns, one with your early retirement age and one column with your full retirement age. And now the next part is kind of hard, and I'm sorry for that, but it's really, really important. So for each cell, you're going to write in how much income you'll get from each source per month at each of the two ages. Let me say that again. You're going to write down how much income you'll receive from each of your sources at the age that matches the top of the column. So for example, if your early retirement age is 56, your full retirement age is 67, and you have a copy of your social security statement, then you will write zero in the monthly benefit for social security at age 56, because the earliest you can start collecting Social Security is at age 62, and if you retire early at 56, it will be zero at that point. 
Then you'll look at your chart. Then you'll look at your social security statement and see what it tells you for the amount you could collect at age 67. And you'll write that number there. And you're going to continue on with each of the sources of income. Now, let's take a look at your lump sum amounts and work through a little bit of a way to help you calculate an estimated monthly withdrawal amount from those lump sum amounts. That's your 401k, your IRA, the proceeds of the sale of the business. All of those things are going to be a lump sum large dollar amount. So this is where it can be a little tricky. And depending on your situation, you may want to reach out to a financial planner at this point. But if you're interested in kind of working through this exercise, here's some kind of guidelines that you can use to make this calculation. So let's say you have 600000 saved in your lump sum accounts. If you have all that money invested in a well-diversified portfolio, you can reasonably expect to withdraw 4% of the principal per year. If we're using an example of 600000 and we have a withdrawal rate of 4%, that equals 24000 per year or $2,000 per month. In the workbook, we're going to have some formulas that you can use. There are a lot of online calculators available. In fact, we're going to have some available on our website as well. If you're over 70, then I think it's safe to use a higher withdrawal rate, like 45 to 5%. And if you're over 80, I think you're safe to withdraw even higher, like 6%, 7%. But if you're under 70, I would stick with a 4% withdrawal rate or less. Okay? I hope that makes sense. I hope you see where we're going with that. It's one of the hardest calculations here. The harder calculation, the next step would be then, how do you estimate the future withdrawal value of these lump sum accounts. So now we're looking at column two, and let's say that's 10 years from now. How are you going to value that? Well, you really probably want to use a financial calculator to help you with that, but it's a formula that's based on how much you have, how much you're adding, and how is it invested? So what is your expected rate of return over time? And again, there's lots of financial calculators online. Your employer might have some online estimators as well. Also, we're going to have some calculators available on our website to get an estimation. After you've gone through the exercise of calculating how much you're going to have coming in each month, either if you retire now or if you wait and delay retirement, then the next step is to add all those monthly amounts up. Then you'll have a ballpark total of 
kind of your range of income of how much you're going to have available to spend in retirement. So just real quick, if you're going to retire before Social Security kicks in, then you're going to have to fund your retirement with some other source until Social Security isn't going to kick in until you turn 62. So that might be, oh yeah, maybe we work a little bit longer or maybe you take a part-time job or maybe you take a withdrawal from another savings account during that time frame. Okay. So there's a lot of things. Retiring early is really exciting and there's a lot of like special calculations you want to make for that. But this exercise, if you've completed it, is going to give you a really good idea of kind of the range of if you retire now, how much you'll get versus if you retire at full retirement age. And, you know, if you retire in the middle, obviously you'll have a little bit more. Now, the next step is kind of the fun part. Now you want to take a look at how you want to spend your time in retirement. Those things we talked about in part one. Now we want to look at those items and match them up with what we have coming in. So you want to take your uses of money and convert those amounts into monthly amounts as well. Let me just mention here that you can do this exercise with annual amounts. It's totally fine. Just make sure you convert everything to annual if that's the way you're going to do it. Does that make sense? You can use annual or monthly to calculate your income or expenses, but just pick one so that it's uniform. And I think converting everything into a monthly amount is just a lot easier to get our heads around. I just think that one's a lot easier to use, but that's my own personal preference. If you prefer annual, by all means, use that, but just make a match up, okay? So for example, if you want to take two vacations a year and you're thinking one big trip and one small trip, for the big trip, you'll spend 12000 and the small trip will be 6000 then you'll need 18000 annually or per year for travel or 1500 per month. So whichever method you go with, that's how you're going to do the conversion. The next thing we want to do is we're going to create another grid. And you probably guessed it. The rows of the grid are going to be all the uses of money. Uses of money and expenses are interchangeable, means the same thing. So the rows of the grid are going to be all the uses of money from step one, all the things that you want to spend money on in retirement. The columns in this example are going to be a lot different. Instead of your ages, what we're going to put in, in the first column, you're going to label that ideal. This is going to be your ideal budget for whatever the item is. Like in the example we just gave, you would ideally like to travel twice per year at a cost of 18,000 per year or 1,500 per month. 
In the second column, you're going to label it minimum. What is the minimum amount that you're willing to go to to spend on the item in retirement? It may be zero. You may say, hey, I'd love to travel two times per year and spend 18000 per year, but I can't. I'd really rather retire. So if I can't afford it, I can't afford it. And zero might be your minimum. Or you might say, okay, 500 is my minimum because I'm not going to retire if I have to eliminate travel. So travel is important to me. I want to include it. So maybe you have 1500 a month in our example is ideal, but you would be happy with 500 per month. And what that translates to then is, do you take a smaller vacation once a year, or do you save up the 500 a month and take a big vacation every three years? And that's how you're going to see how we're connecting the sources of income with how we're going to spend it. Now, I don't want you to get too granular here in your uses of cash. You don't want to break this out into so much detail that you can't see the big picture. In my case, I have a monthly budget for all of our spending. Like I put gas, food, dining out, gifts, movies, art supplies, car maintenance, household maintenance, like all of our just normal run-of-the-mill stuff is one number. And I add everything together. Even utilities goes into that one monthly number. I know how much we spend every month. So don't make it so detailed. Like you don't want to say if I spend you know, $40 a month on something, ideally, and then my minimum is $20 a month, because that's just going to overwhelm you in the calculations. Keep it a little bit broad here, and that'll help make it a little bit flexible. So for your basic living expenses, try to keep it to a couple of either one number or just a couple of major categories. If you still have a mortgage, you're going to want to keep your mortgage in a separate category because your mortgage is going to end at some point during your retirement and go away. So the timing of that is a little bit different. So don't keep that in the same bucket, but a lot of things you can kind of lump together. It's interesting that when we do retire, the amount we spend every month actually goes up a little bit because when we retire, we now have the time to do projects that we've been meaning to do around the house. And it'll be really interesting to see the effect of the pandemic on spending because so many of us did so much home repair and maintenance during lockdown and since the pandemic started. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And that might be something to think about in your own life. You know, did you already do a lot of projects that maybe you would have put off? Now, the last bit for this section of putting it all together is really quite fun. Now you have a really clear picture of all your sources of income, 
and the amounts and at what age you can expect what amount. And now you can really start playing around with your ideas and matching them up. So let's say you dream of retiring early and you also dream of paying for a big family vacation. Now you can see how much you'll have available to spend if you retire early. So if you prioritize early retirement, maybe that means you delay doing a family vacation or you don't spend as much because you valued retiring early. So let's add some numbers here to try to illustrate this. I know you're listening to this as I talk and it's harder because I can't show you what I'm talking about. So let's give one example. If you choose to retire early and you budget $2,000 for a family trip, and then you look at your ideal budget and ideally the family trip would cost $6,000. You have a couple of choices. You have lots of choices. But for example, you could say, I would do a family trip every three years. So that means I get to retire early, which is something that I value and want, and I get to take a family trip of the kind that I want to, which I also value. And the combination of outcomes is limitless. You can take an annual vacation and say, we'll cover food and have the family cover travel. Because if you retire early, the amount you could spend is $2,000, right? So you can have the family trip, but pay part of the expenses, not all of them. Or you could say, hey, I really want to do an annual trip of 6000 and you know, that's what I want to do. And so I'm going to work longer so that I can save more so that I can accommodate that expense. And now you're choosing to work longer and you're knowing that the reason you're working longer and saving is specifically to cover an experience that you really want to have in your life. This is so magical because now you're living your life with intention. You're choosing to work or not work or work part-time or whatever because it's your choice. And you see the trade-offs based on what you value, based on what you have decided in step one that you want to have, be, or do in your lifetime. And now, instead of having an overwhelming number of variables that you have no idea how to relate them to each other, now you have a clearly defined list of sources of income and you have a clearly defined list of things that you want to experience. Now it's just a matter of matching these things together in terms of timing. Now you're going to have confidence and clarity. And if something unexpected happens, great, awesome. Why would something unexpected be awesome? Because now you know how it fits into your overall plan. Now you know that if you have to move some of your uses of money to the minimum amount, 
that you're willing to spend so that you can accommodate this new expense that was unexpected. And you know you're going to be okay because you've looked at the numbers and you've worked through this. Maybe you even create a line item called unexpected and just let some of the money be unaccounted for and not spent. In fact, when we build financial plans for clients, we do something called a stress test where we calculate how much would be available to spend if a significant amount was lost and how does that look and impact retirement. Now, if you decide to retire early, you know the trade-offs you're making. And if you decide to keep working, again, you're doing it with intention and for a reason. I'm so proud of you for making it this far in the series. There has been a lot of information covered in these three episodes. As a reminder, we have a companion workbook available. It's called The Three Steps to Planning an Epic Retirement. You can download that for free. There will be a link in the description, or you can go to our website at www.trunorthwealth.com. It has been a pleasure to put this series together. It has been so much fun, and I hope hope, hope that you have found some value from listening. Please reach out to us if you have any questions on any of the three steps. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Ready to Retire. I'm your host and certified financial planning professional, Danette Lowe. For over 20 years, I've been helping busy professionals beautifully navigate the transition from working full-time and saving their money to confidently retiring and living in the lifestyle that they've worked so hard to create. For more action items and help as you approach retirement, sign up for my newsletter at truenorthwealth.com. That's T-R-U, North Wealth, all one word, dot com. I'll be back next time with more retirement planning fun. Have a wonderful day.